to Ideas All Day podcast, where we, somewhat kind of experts, but not really, discuss our ideas and then put them into piles, including the bad ideas pile, the ideas pile, and the good ideas pile. Our topic for today is ideas on children's book. So let's do some intros. Ajax, why don't you tell us your favorite children's book? Gladly, Alex. Thank you. I have two favorite children's books. One of them is called Mama Don't Allow, and it was a story that was on the show Reading Rainbow with LeVar Burton. I love that book. And my second favorite book is Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Thank you for already not doing what you're told. I said one book. Didn't ask for two. Didn't say one. I said your favorite, not favorites. Fine. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Thank you very much. Goosebumps. Done. Ooh, that's a series. That's multiple books. Again, you're really screwing with the format here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kate, you're up next. Please don't disappoint me with this. So my top 15 favorite children's books (laughs) of all time. That's it. We're done. (laughs) As boring and like picturesque sounding as it is, I had a copy of a children's Bible that my dad used to read me Bible stories from every night before bed. So I have a lot of fond memories of that being one of my favorite childhood books. But like one of my classic favorite childhood books was Mrs. Nelson is Missing. And that was like the first time there was ever like a, uh, I've ever experienced like a, a twist in a story. So Miss Nelson is Missing, favorite childhood book. And Alex, how about you? What's yours? You know, Kate, thanks for asking. And to rip right off of what Ajax said incorrectly, one of my favorites, actually probably the one I still think about once in a while today is a Goosebumps book. And I believe it was called The the Ghost Next Door. I, I could be getting this wrong, but it's about the kid who believes his neighbor, his childhood friend neighbor is a ghost. But they're like, again, like with Kate too, strange enough, there's a twist. Turns out he was the ghost the whole time. Spoiler. I remember alert. that book. Yeah. I, still, I remember the cover. Yeah, like, I can cover. see the cover in my you're head. You're looking down at your shoes and you, or like a, a pair, two pairs of shoes and one of them is translucent. I still mm. remember that cover. I always remember the cover to Welcome to the Dead House. Like, mm-hmm. That was like the first of the Goosebumps books. Yeah, because it's just that kind of, it's just a haunted house looking thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like that very iconic because there's a ton with haunted house out there. Not like the, the puppet ones, which always had that crazy tuxedoed saw puppet guy yeah that one i never wanted to read because that cover was that like was that kind of disturbing yeah Yeah, i had no interest in that one it's young jigsaw before he lost his hair well the thing is too these books these goosebumps books which i'm not gonna shit on i love goosebumps you're totally gonna shit on doing it a little i i used to read them uh religiously I feel like that's a little bit older of an age range than what our topic of today was, which was kids' books. Fair no, enough. I, I actually looked up the age range for Goosebumps. It was like meant for like eight to 12. Well, if you're going to go below eight, like and we're that's talking a child. Like five yeah. and younger, I'm going Clifford the Big Red Dog there because you can't go yeah. wrong with Clifford. Well, well, then I'm going Hungry Caterpillar. That was one of my favorite mm-hmm. guys because I could relate to the Hungry Caterpillar. 
Because so I always are we having to eat. like an age range now? Like I feel like I'm ta- defining children's books. See, when I was thinking children's book, I, I was thinking of books that you would have to read to children or children just like first starting out to read. So that's where I was kind of going. Where I was your was, age I was, range? I was in that. I was in like the lower elementary preschool range. Okay, that's kind of where I was like chilling. Alex, where were you thinking of when you thought of the word children's books? Kind of like under 10, but like, yeah. I'm still thinking like between five and 10, where you might start reading yourself. You're not being read to necessarily. Yeah. No, no, that's a good point. No, I think that we're all on the, I think we all completed the same assignment for once. So, mm-hmm. all right, Alex, why don't we start our new format with you? No. Why don't you give us your first idea for a children's book? So for my first idea would have been a choose your own fairy tale, kind of like a choose your own adventure book, but fairy tale edition, where as you're reading the book, there is usually one or two choices, but the cho- some of your choices will lead down the classical fairy tale, Disney fairy tale ending. And the other choices may lead you down the traditional fairy tale ending, pre-Disney. A little bit darker, but more crazy. Choose your adventure fairy tale. Okay. Disney classic or grim fairy tale style. Hmm. You know, leave with the prince or get your feet cut off. You know, that's just how it goes. That's reality of those fairy tales that were meant for kids as well. I compile first. Yeah. Okay. Well, Alex, your first idea. I will put it in the good ideas pile. I would like to read that book because you get the like nice fluffy story, a little bit of drama maybe to it. But then you have the chance or the ability to, if you wish, go to the little darker side to hear the real true story. That's how it starts. Like a lot of times how it starts. It's like those true fairy, like the Grimm's fairy tales. So yeah, I like that idea. I never got that. You didn't really get that opportunity if you read the one story. Mm -hmm. You never heard the other versions of that story. And it adds a little historical context into it. Kate, what did you think about Alex's idea? I like it. My only concern is a lot of those grim fairy tales are particularly violent and disturbing. So for a younger audience, I can see this being possibly traumatizing. Uh, But for an older audience your 10s your your 12s i think they would be able to handle it i would like to see like a choose your own adventure fairy tale story in which the fairy tales kind of get mishmashed so like you might have been starting off with cinderella but then you somehow end up marrying a beast like kind of thing no beastie as a result i'm gonna put this in the ideas pile leaning towards good I like the premise, but once again, concerned about the little people getting freaked out. Well, you know, they got to grow up some point. And maybe they want to get freaked out. Yeah. I mean, how many of these kids are playing the Vigi games that are violent? I mean, come on. Yeah, but not when they're that young. Okay. Well, thanks for your first idea, Alex. Thanks, You're very Alex. welcome for me giving you your first idea. <laughs> Kate, how about you give your first idea? Okay, my first idea is a children's adventure coupon book. I don't know if you guys have this where you're about, 
but as a um a fundraiser idea you can buy this entertainment guide which is basically this huge book like about as thick as a bible but smaller it's not a standard size book but it's about as thick as a bible and it's just full of coupons and free passes and discounts and things like that to places around the area so i was thinking well why can't we do like a children's version of this and like it would be a bunch of little stories about that place that you're getting a coupon for. So if like the first coupons for a bowling alley, there could be a little story about adventures and bowling and what to expect when you're bowling that you got to get your shoes, you got to get the ball, you know, how the game's played. And then at the end of the story, here's a coupon for one free bowling game. And then maybe the next story is about the aquarium and it's like what to expect going to the aquarium you're going to see fishes there'll be other people it's this big building full of all these different things and at the end of that story there's a a coupon for 50 percent off entry to an aquarium and like so on and so forth so first idea children's adventure coupon book since ajax gave her first piling why don't we go with alex giving his piling for oh me. i would be i would love to give you my piling so this idea i'm gonna put in the bad ideas pile because it sounds boring one number one you're going to the bowling alley with a story i should be creating memories at the no 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 you read the story first this is then my... you go to the bowling alley you're not at the bowling alley no. reading the story well, maybe I did want to read the story at the bowling alley. Did you think about that? I wanted to read the story about how I get my shoes. And then there's a coupon at the end. Who's cool? Cut coupons. Cut coupons for old ladies. Not for like kids that are just growing up. I mean, if the coupon was for mom and dad and the book was just to keep them occupied on the way there, I understand. But I mean, this sounds just boring so this is going straight in the bad ideas pile okay hey, Jack, so- how about your opinion <laughs> hey Jack, what do you think about kate's terrible idea i actually put this in the ideas pile mostly because i was like this could teach a little bit about economics and like you know paying for different things your pay you got a coupon so you know that you have there's a money exchange to get into the bowling alley so I was like, ah, oh, it could be an interesting learning curve. The things that would probably bother me about the book is that it would be actually tearing it out of the book. I wouldn't want to rip up a book to then, if I wanted to read it again, I'd be like, oh, I ripped that page. Oh, man, I ripped that page again because I ripped it. Well, no. Is, it, I mean, is the coupon just the, loose in the book? or is no, the, it... the coupon would be in the book, but it wouldn't be like on the same page as like another story. It would have like a perforated edge so you can tear it out of the book without destroying the other stories in the book i know but usually when you have those perforated edges i suck at tearing those out and i end up tearing the page anyway and then you end up tearing the page out then you never know how the story about getting your bowling shoes ends but i'm excited to hear about the story (laughs) and i hear about the spray that they use to clean the bowling shoes so that spray is very cut. important. <laughs> that spray is what holds our society together. How we don't all have foot and mouth diseases. That's that. That spray is wonderful. 
that was what I was curious about. I wanted to see mm-hmm. how you incorporated the spray in the shoes. I thought that was that would have been the selling point to me. And then like how to pick your bowling ball and then like how heavy is it going is it gonna go through the floor? Mm-hmm. It yeah. could go through the floor. Like that could be a different story. Is like my bowling ball went down to China because it went through the earth because it was so heavy. Done. Well, and then the other thing was I was thinking like chapter one's bowling, but then maybe chapter ten is bowling again. And then it's like a continuation of chapter one. And like, now you've been bowling. Here are some more tips on how to be a better bowler with another coupon at the end. It's a lot of coupons. You should see how thick this coupon (laughs) book is in real life. Like we could put tons of stories in there. I know those coupon books, but the thing is I always, you'd order them as like a fundraiser and then I'd never look at them again. Like you'd, Get it I love those. I use those things. Whenever I had them, I used them all the time. So you used to love hating, used to hate to love coupons that you never used? I hated wasting coupons I never used. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you for your ideas. All right. Ejax, why don't you give us your first idea? So for my first idea... It's not necessarily a book, but it's all, it's more like how people usually read the children. Like um, usually some, a teacher sits out of the front of the room, holds a book to a group of kids sitting in front of them. So for this first idea, instead of just having one book for one teacher, I want all of the children to have the same book so they can read along with the teacher. So this might be a smaller class size, but I feel like this, for me, it was always hard for me to see the book that the teacher was holding and let alone focus on the words and you couldn't even see the words from that far away. So I wanted to have a story time where everybody gets to hold the story so they can read along with it. So that's my first idea. All right, I am gonna break down your, your first idea here. Um, I'm going to put this in the ideas pile leaning towards bad simply because one, it's not a book. And two, I don't know if it was my school that was just like special, but we kind of did this. If we had like story time outside of our learning curriculum, then the teacher would just kind of show us the book from a distance and what have you. But we had specific times where we would follow along in our textbook with the story it's not a bad idea but it doesn't really fit the the topic at hand today so that's why it's I'm like practices it's that's basically how to read because I, I, yeah. it's an idea for ideas stuff. ideas pile leaning towards bad alex what are your thoughts i agree but i wouldn't uh pussyfoot around like that i'm just putting it straight in the bad ideas pile because it's not a book idea it's a reading and demonstration. It's an education idea. And also because my school didn't have enough money to give a book to other people. You rich punks think you so much better than everybody else. I see how it is. So now I'm just jealous that you guys got even to experience it partially. Uh, we were lucky if we got to see the book and it wasn't just a piece of paper that they took a picture of on a Polaroid to show to the class and then maybe read it. We got Xerox copies sometimes. That was fun. Yeah, ours were on Scantron. Even wasn't wasn't a Scantron test. It was a oh, you need to take a copy. You're putting it on Scantron anyways. So we had to read it only using the first five letters of the alphabet. 
You had five bubbles on your scantron. We only had four. No. Well, well what the money they spent, they didn't spend on books. They spent on better <laughs> scantron. They invested their money on an extra bubble instead of books for the children. <laughs> now I see where your money went in your yeah. school district. Yeah, better scantrons, <laughs> which actually lowers the probability of getting more higher test rates because there's more chances of getting the question wrong. Correct. Well, that just means that you're more likely to also those that are doing well are going to show that versus just sheer chance. All right. But yeah, no bad ideas. It's not a book. It's not a children's book idea. It's nothing. Well, Alex, if you feel so strongly about that, then why don't you tell us your second idea? Yeah, sure. I would love to. So for my second idea, I want to have a book that kind of gives a better idea of what it's like to be a grown up. Because a lot of times when we were kids, we were always thinking, man, I can't wait till I'm older. I can't wait till I, you know, can do X, Y, or Z. I get to stay up all night. I get to live on my own. I don't have to do what my parents tell me. If I want to eat candy all night, I can. You know, there's that kind of conception when you're a kid that adults get to do all this fun stuff when kids, and they just tell kids they can't. I want a book to kind of give them an idea of both the good and the bad of being an adult in a very, you know, a general sense. But just to kind of give them like, oh, yes, you get to stay up all night if you really want to, but you're not going to feel great the next day. Or, yes, you get to have pizza, but you also have to do your taxes, which is kind of sad. But sometimes the taxes have a refund at the end of the year so you can buy more pizza. It's just to kind of give them to, to break, break the illusion of what it means to be an adult that, yes, you can have those fun things. But you also have responsibility as well. So it teaches a dual lesson about what it's like to be known. And also the main message should be about enjoying your time as a child. Because you don't always get the opportunity to live that way when you're an adult. So I wanted to kind of teach that lesson in the long run. So that's my book idea. What do you guys think? I don't know if I could read your story more than once if it's yeah. about taxes. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's this not, is a one-time read right here. You're well, like, oh, gosh. It's Enjoy not a book your about time. <laughs> it sounds like it's written by an adult here. This, this story sounds like it's written by an adult. All books are usually, almost all book, children's books are still written by adults. It's very true. We this need more is not true. Books written by not children. Not true. Totally true. And you know it. It's not written by a little hungry caterpillar. Uh. after <laughs> Uh, don't uh, you dare talk about my hungry caterpillar he's an excellent writer Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. i feel like if the book explained why you pay your taxes instead of like you have to pay your bills you have to like go to Mm -hmm. the you have to pay your electric bill you gotta gotta go to work bills you gotta go to the bank you gotta go to Mm -hmm. work I mean, there are a lot of books based on different jobs. Of course there but, are. But they always paint them in this, oh, it's the, it's so much fun. It's a, You know, they can be fun, but it also, there's times when it's not. And that's okay, too. It's just the part of growing up, but it's about both the good and the bad of knowing kind of what to expect in that way, but also to help appreciate what you get to do as well as a kid. I'll put that's that's kind of my idea. Depending on how it's written, I'll, I'll put this because it could be if it's written in a skewed way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just put this in the ideas pile right now, just because okay. depending on how it's written, 
it could be written where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be an adult or I don't want to be a child. Well, or, it's not meant to be written like that. It's not meant to be depressing. Let's put it this way. It's not meant to be depressing. It's meant to be an explanation of what it's like to be an adult. But like I said, there's good things, there's bad things, just like it's life. Right now. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Even if you're wrong, but you know. I kind of have to piggyback off of Ajax here. This this is going in the ideas pile for me. I get the intention mm-hmm. and I like the idea of like, hey, this is the reason we can't buy all of your toys. And this is the reason we can't have ice cream for dinner. But on the flip side, like when you're a kid, like that's like the coolest thing you want to be as an adult. And if you were to tell me as a child at seven years old, like, Kate, you're going to be there's going to be a time you're struggling to pay rent and you got to do taxes and you're going to have to listen to someone who pays you and you're going to have to deal with, you know, bad things, a Mm -hmm. lot of bad things. And you're going to have to just deal with it and handle it. Me as a child would be like, wow, I have nothing to look forward to as an adult. You make it sound real depressing. It's it's like, it could be really depressing, but this is where I want, this is where I want to take your idea and kind of twist it. No, don't make, don't twist my ideas because you are explaining a lot of things that adults have to do. Mm -hmm. And there is a period of time in children's development Mm -hmm. where you have kids that will ask why Mm -hmm. just over and over. Why, why do we have to go to school? Why do we have to walk? Why do we have to? Why do I have to go to bed at 8 a.m.? You know, 8 a.m., 8 p.m. Why can't I watch this? Why, why, why? And this would be like mm-hmm. a good book to be like, well, this is why. And like, yep. engage in the like, critical thinking answers with the kid. Like, well, the reason why we can't go to the amusement park every day is, you know, here's, you know, how much amusement parks cost and mommy and daddy or mommy and mommy or daddy and daddy or just I have to take care of those costs and you know I mommy only gets so much money every mm-hmm. month and so mommy has to make a budget and then, then by the time you you say budget the kid's going to be like well why is there a budget then you can explain that then you get a copy of your bank statement yeah and then you bring that and, and you your tax in returns put no, it on that's... the refrigerator <laughs> be like this is what mommy has to pay yep to the government yep what's the government well mommy's gonna read you this encyclopedia sized book about <laughs> what government is and mm-hmm. why we have it and why it works and why it doesn't and mm-hmm. you know what we can do and then you're gonna have a little activist on your hands and yeah. then you know maybe your child will change the world one day maybe but ideas a lot of effort mm-hmm. it, it is a lot of effort yeah putting a lot of work into your children all right so let's move on to my next idea one of the the things i as a child i was a very feel fearful child not because like like my i wasn't like abused or anything it's not like oh it's my dad coming to beat the shit out of me again i was just a very fearful skit like not skitsy but like easily startled child so thinking of that I kind of want to have a book of like uh, for small children, like what to do when you're scared. Things like recognizing that you are scared, that these feelings you're feeling are normal and the reason why you're feeling like this 
and how to handle what to do when you're scared and like have little scenarios like what to do when you're scared you know in public what to do if you're scared at home what to do when you're scared alone and like start instilling some some normalization of recognizing your feelings and how to respond to your feelings at a young age but yeah that's my second idea for a children's book what to do when you're scared honestly i like this idea because sometimes you have those moments when you don't know what to do or if you don't have a parent nearby you know mommy dad mommy or daddy are at work and you get scared of something how do you calm yourself down you know, obviously your first instinct when you're that age is to go find mom or dad. But sometimes they're not there for one reason or another. We're not saying they're not in your lives or present. It's just they may not be there at the moment. It could be only they're in the other room. It could be they're outside talking to a neighbor. But it's it's helping with uh, creating a potential for coping mechanisms in those fearful moments. So I'm going to put the ideas going towards good. I wish it was a little bit more developed of an idea, but not a bad idea at all. What about you, Ajax? What do you think about it? I think this could be a good idea. I'll put it in the good ideas, pal. Um, just because I really, as a child, I don't think I was scared of many things. The biggest fear that I had was vampires. And how mm-hmm. I dealt with that was I wore, I, I slept with stuffed animals around my neck so they couldn't get to my neck when <laughs> I was sleeping. So basically that's how I solved that one. So I can add that to the uh, scared tactics book because that's how I got through that day. Also, if you go to bed and you eat some garlic salt before you go to bed too, that might help keep the vampires away. That was also something I did and I never found any bites on my neck. So I I would add those to my, to your book. Yeah. As, as prevention. Yeah. Vampire Um, prevention. When I was a kid, I was afraid of being swallowed by a boa constrictor. So I would stuff the, the crack. My, my bed was against the wall, and I was afraid that the bow constrictor would come up against the wall between my bed and the, the wall. So I'd line the crack with stuffed animals, and then I would have stuffed animals around the other side of the open side of the bed. So I also had stuffed animal, animal prevention. And Let's see, I had, my parents had this... Uh troll thing like a statue of a troll about yay big with his big bulbous nose big old eyes hair like half like hairless half hair on its head and its tail and it terrified the crap out of me and of course when we where we first lived uh in our first apartment they kept it in a glass cabinet with my mother's belt collection on the bottom shelf they made it so where my bed was in my room because i usually have my my door open in my bedroom, but my bed was in the one far end of the room and where my head was for the pillow would be a straight eye shot to where that thing was. So it would stare at me all night and I'd just be terrified all night. The only thing that kept calm me down was my, my cat because he was my, like, like he would be on the bed with me because there was a movie about little troll-like monsters that used to attack people or, and the, the boy in the movie had a cat that protected him. I think it's called Cat's Eyes, something along those lines. But yeah, I Your just, cat protected you. It, in my mind, it did. It took a long time to get over that, too. As a fully grown woman, I can honestly say if that statue was in my house, I would also be terrified of it. So I, I don't feel like that's a, 
a baseless fear that you had as a small child. Yeah, I actually had I had a clown statue thing in my room, too. So I would always face it the other way. I always just turn it around because I was always staring at me like, oh, my gosh. And then I would just turn around like everything's OK, then. So, yeah, good idea. Yay, Jax, why don't you give us your second idea? My second idea. So a lot of books, like for children, at least of the younger age, they don't necessarily know how to read yet. And it's really hard sometimes when they're like, hey, mom, read me a story. Hey, dad, read me a story. Hey, whoever, read me the story right here. And then you, the parents, busy. And they're like, we, we can do it later. But if you want to read that story right then and there, <laughs> I was thinking of a tool that could be used, which might exist. I don't know. But sort of like a keypad that you can type in the words that will say the word out loud. So if it's like T-H-E, you can write T-H-E that you read on the page and the device would say the. So you'd be able to read the story by letter association and then typing it in and having a device to auditorily say the word. So then you'd have some sense of what the book was saying without the need or assistance of an adult or somebody who knew how to read. So not like a computer device or just something that a kid that's like tough and heavy duty that can be carried around that can get bopped and banged around that won't get too destroyed because kids are brutal when it comes to um, everything. So I was like almost like an I can read device that where you don't need the aid of assistance of an, a reader. That's my second idea. I'm going to go on this one. Um, I'm going to put this in the ideas pile. I think that's a either a spell and say or speak and spell. I think that device already does exist. I'm pretty sure about that. And when you were first talking and you're like, oh, you know, when the parents are too busy and they can't always uh, read to their children, it made me think of, oh, my God, is she going to reinvent Teddy Ruxpin? Yes. But. But you did not. <laughs> you instead uh, reinvented the speak and spell or the spell and say device. So ideas, it's a good idea, but it, it does exist. Alex, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's not a bad idea. It is a good tool. But again, it really reiterates what Kate says. Honestly, it's like it kind of already exists. Plus, it's uh, not a book idea. So uh, it, it's not a book. It's, it's a tool. It's cool to go along with the book so a kid can yeah. help read the story. So, I, yeah, I mean, still not quite. I, so that's why I'm going to give it ideas going towards bad because it's not exactly a book, but it's not a bad idea again. Okay. Also, sex, sexy troll. <laughs> Statue. Everybody's climbing okay. on the sexy troll. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Thanks a lot. All right, Alex, on to your third idea. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So as we all know, kids can be pretty mischievous, but their mischievousness can sometimes not be too creative, sometimes gets a little destructive, and sometimes we need to give them tools to help them out with these behaviors. So what I propose to make a book of is a book that helps kids learn to dispose of the bodies that they create from their mischievous activities. So again, it's all about what do you do in the event that the person you prank happens to stop breathing? So it's really about helping them, the kids 
those no good rotten kids get out of trouble. So yes, it's how to dispose of bodies for kids. E. Jackson, go ahead. <laughs> you take this one. Just because I don't really understand, I didn't really understand well, your description until I mean, you said how this to dispose of yeah, bodies it's, for it's, kids. You know, because you know when the, the kids they you know throw slingshots and rocks at people because they're those those darn kids, those darn whippersnappers. Sometimes they throw bigger rocks, and then sometimes they get knocked out. And, you know, sometimes the kids don't want to get in trouble. And they don't know what to do. So this is like a how-to guide for the kids to help stay out of trouble so they don't get caught. How-to guide. I mean, it might be creative. That's one way to put it. As a kid, I would probably <laughs> read it be like, mm-hmm. I want to see how to stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Lots of colorful pictures. <laughs> for ages two to yeah. six. Yeah. It teaches you how about like where in the in the world you are, what's the best methods, how do you lift heavy loads? Like it's like using simple tools so you can lift heavier objects than you're used to lifting with your tiny small arms. Well, I feel like this also it's like, kind it's of is like the daring book of for boys or like the daring book for girls. I feel like there are some books like this that are not necessarily trying to be mischievous. And also this isn't this isn't about being mischievous, it's to help you get out of trouble or prevent you getting in trouble when you do something extra mischievous. I don't know if this book is going to sell very much because they're going to, the parents might not buy this for the kids. So most likely I'll put this in the bad ideas pile just because the kids, they might not even, this book never make it off the shelves. You know, that's why you just got to change the title. buy it because it'll give them ideas. Well, it shouldn't give them, it only should have given ideas about how to not get into trouble. I'll have to read it first. So right yep. now it's going in the bad ideas pile. The title You could have be- to read it first? <laughs> yeah, to see if it's, if it's a good idea. I don't know why it's taking this long for you to say it's a bad idea. <laughs> I know, it's I'm a kind of bad I'm idea. Like, I see this is these- a bad idea. But or- it says, I want to see the illustrations for this. Yeah, I mean, like, like how gory is this for going to be? For a children's gory. book. Who says it's gonna be gory? For I mean, I can read it too. I can read it. I could just book. see like people like throwing rocks at people as a picture of yeah. like that and like you no. know blood gushing down. No, the there should be zero blood in this. Zero How blood. How is there zero blood in a book about disposing bodies? <laughs> You're you ill mean? preparing these children Have you for the reality seen- of there has disposing to be reality of bodies. In here. Have you <laughs> never seen a Looney Tunes cartoons? They'll do tons of things that a drop of blood would would but spill out. You're giving instructions to children on how to dispose of bodies and you're yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. include realistic photos. They're not going to know how to do that then without well, the yeah. real pictures. Well, that's what I it, mean. Why, why are we even discussing this? <laughs> it's like, like squirting it's out. Idea. I feel like it has to be realistic here. Bad. Or if you do that, you put a little arrow that says fruit punk. Listen, <laughs> as a children's book, Cherry this is, this is a bad ideas oh. pile. Yeah, right into bad ideas. However, if this were a parody children's book, I could see this doing well in the adult no. realm of no. books. Yes. But as a children's book, straight, straight into the bad ideas pile. You just don't understand the kids nowadays. I don't. And if they're like this, I'm glad I don't have any. <laughs> I'd be sleeping with one eye open, right. which l- let's get off of killing <laughs> and move on to let's go to Else? my third idea. Yeah. <laughs> My next idea is kind of similar to the 
what to do when you're scared book. I've entitled this, It's Okay to Feel. (laughs) This book is about feelings and that it's okay to feel feelings because I don't know about you two, but growing up, it it wasn't uncommon to hear, not necessarily from my parents, but from other parents and from other parents, you know, telling their children, you know, stop crying or I'll give Mm -hmm, you something mm -hmm, to cry mm -hmm. about or, you know, get that look off your face. And children, they don't really know how to express their feelings other than with crying, with upset faces. They're not, you know, adults, we can kind of school ourselves and not display our emotions on our face. But for children, that's how they communicate with us. We need to be able to like, I can visibly see you're upset. I'm going to engage with this child to see why they're upset. Are they hurt? Did someone make fun of them? Are they being bullied? Did they break something? Like there's reasons why kids are explain or displaying these emotions. So this book is about it's okay to feel angry and things you can do when you feel these feelings. So if you are angry, how to channel that anger? It's not okay to kick the cat. But it's okay to say, you know, you're angry and go off by yourself or, you know, kick a pillow. So, yeah, it's okay to feel is my third idea. It's okay to feel. Personally, just like kick a pillow. All right. That's what I would call the book. Mm-hmm. So, Kate, I don't know what you're talking about. This sure seems to really lead into my previous idea, but we won't get into that. You know, if this the, this book doesn't work out, you might need my book. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But we're not we're not here to talk about my previous idea. This is yours. prevention for your book. Correct. Correct. My job wasn't prevention. My job was cleanup. That was what my book was about. <laughs> but nonetheless, this is about <laughs> prevention. And again, it's okay to feel. It's okay to have emotions, which it's a good idea. But kids usually are pretty much have their emotions on their sleeve. For the most part, I mean, you do have the kids that if they have maybe parents that don't want to don't aren't supportive of them, sometimes they may need something like this to help them, but you may not be in that environment in the first place. So again, it's not a bad idea, but it's hard to say, like, unless you're like a counselor working with a child and then giving them this book, or if there's a kid that doesn't have it, has a hard time expressing themselves because they're in a certain situation, not because they don't have loving parents but maybe they're in a a situation where they feel like they can't express themselves. So again, I think it's a pretty good idea. So I'm going to put this in the ideas going towards good, because again, it doesn't fit every kid, but I still think it's really got a good place. I think it really has its purposes. And I think it'd be something worthwhile. This book was definitely for like, you can have very healthy uh, home life and Mm -hmm. a child could still use this book. Absolutely. Did you ever see the Saturday Night Live skit? It was like a wishing well for introverted children or the gazebo for introverted children where the kid would just go and look, sit at the well and ponder thoughts. And if you have a chance, see it. No idea. This is, this is what this book is for is that kid who rather sit by a well and contemplate life than go play kickball. But you can still sit by a well and play kickball too. It's not safe. That's not safe. We don't condone unsafe behavior. You can kick the ball into the well. Well, then why would you put a dirty ball into your water supply? Because it'd be fun. Remind me to never invite you to my well. All right. So for your idea, Kate, of 
it's okay to feel. I mean, I'll, I'll put that in the good ideas pile. It is okay to feel. Yes, it sometimes is. Sometimes as adults, we have to also remember it's okay to feel. It's okay Feelings to are feel. there for a reason. We should acknowledge them and deal with them accordingly. Thank you, Kate. Anytime. Ajax, why don't you take us to your third idea? My third idea just came from Alex's second, third idea of cleaning up. But this time it's just like cleaning up messes around the house, cleaning up after you're done a job. As an adult, I've realized that a lot of people don't focus on the cleaning up aspect of anything. And I would, I really enjoy cleaning up sometimes just because it's a clean slate. Everything is set in place. So having a book where cleaning up is not necessarily a chore that you have to, or it could be fun as well. The fun of cleaning up. That's my idea right here. Thank you, Alex. And it doesn't have to be of cleaning up of bodies after they've been mutilated, but cleaning up after you're done the activity you just did. That's my Uh, idea. Yeah, I'm going to put this right in the good ideas pile. I need this book. I have a problem with cleaning up after myself. The audience can't see this, but if I were to turn my camera around, you would just see a complete mess of my living room. I could definitely use this book. So good for children, good for adults. So good ideas. Alex, your thoughts. I want to put this in the ideas pile because cleaning up after yourself is not fun. There is merit to it. It can be very rewarding when you have a nice clean room. But as a child, I hated cleaning. As an adult, I still kind of hate cleaning. But I do like the feeling after it's done and how clean everything is. So the, the reward aspect is still definitely something special. But can I get ever get a kid to read about why it's fun to clean unless he has or she has that personality already? Probably not. So ideas pile for me. Thank you, Alex. Alex. Yes. Would you please tell us your fourth idea? I would be delighted to, in fact. So as we all know, we are well into like the month 19 of the pandemic of COVID-19. 19 of COVID-19, one might say. And like many people, some of us got to spend a lot of time at home. And some of us developed certain habits, such as drinking alcohol. And and a lot of times also during this time, the kids were home because it was remote learning. So my idea is all about my kid's first mixology book. So it's about helping my child learn how to make mommy and daddy a nice adult beverage. You know, whether it's the classics, like a good old fashioned, maybe a mojito, maybe uh, just a tequila sunrise, one of my personal favorites, stuff that's easy, Uh, maybe something a little bit more exotic, maybe a frozen margarita. But, you know, you've got these kids with this free time and while mommy and daddy have to work from their computers at home, maybe little Johnny can get them a nice refreshing beverage to help them make it through the day. Even if it's just pouring a frosty cold brewski into a glass just to because they know mom and dad are having a bad day at work. You know, they're really helping out. And this book helps them learn how to do it right. And not to mention, teaches them a valuable life skill if they like to do it 
maybe they can make a career out of it. So it could be fun, educational, and building on their future. What do you guys think? How is this going to be written for a child? Very colorful, like a lot of pictures. The instructions can be what kind of ingredients to use, uh, what tools to use, and which one goes in first. Because a lot of times you're doing like the jiggers. So you do one jigger, two jiggers right next to each other. So it can be really easy to follow. So you don't even have to really measure. You kind of eyeball it. It'll be fun. I'm just going to go straight the bad ideas pile. Why? Because you've got to help the kid do it. If they're a young kid, they got to pick up the bottle and Mm -hmm. there's going to be alcohol spilled everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you're wasting a lot of product. True. And so you know, like, you I don't, want, I don't trust point. them to, I mean, you'd have to get special alcohol bottles for these kids. Yes. That's amazing idea. I love that idea for this. <laughs> like having little or smaller versions of the bottle. You know, they make those obviously at the bartender shop. They have the little tiny versions. That's like perfect mm. kid size. Oh my God. You're solving all the world's problems. Solved all the problems. Still going in the bad ideas pile because like the underage <laughs> drinking thing. Cause like, they're you know, hey, hey, hey. Ta- they're going to want to taste it. Oh, they and better especially not. If they're That's in another illegal. room. It's illegal, illegal, but they might read your other book of how to get by without getting in trouble. And they would be like, aha, I can still hide this and be like, Oh, here, mom. <laughs> here (laughs) i made this drink for you and they're like oh and they're just hard at work and they're slaving over the computer and they're just they don't even notice that their kid's already drunk so this is and then we're going to raise another generation of pre-drunken kids that's not going to be making it to the uh the life the you know the adult age most likely hmm Actually, this might help with our population problem. Yeah, I still got the bad ideas pile for now, but we'll see what happens. I'm surprised Ajax threw this in the bad ideas pile since she is the mixologist <laughs> herself. So yeah. I found that funny that you weren't supporting fellow mixologists. I wonder if um, because she's worried about the kids stealing her jobs. Competition, competition. Yeah. Also, yeah. messy alcohol. It's going to be everywhere. Yeah. That's true. I too also had to put this in the bad ideas pile. <laughs> Which is against what Emily Gilmore would say, which you're never too young to learn how to mix a martini. But I have similar issues with wasting alcohol. Kids spill shit. They have horrible dexterity. Have you seen their finger paintings? Have you seen their macaroni drawings? I don't want to trust those hands in making my drink. So bad idea. They can't even hold the lid on the shaker when they're shaking. No, no, you'd be cleaning up messes. You're going to need Ajax's mess book. And then they're going to revolt against that, end up killing their parents by accident. And then you're going to have to have the body disposal book. And then, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of reading at least. So they can, at least when they go to jail, they can read about their legal rights and try to get off on a technicality. But that's a lot of mess just for a drink. And also that would have used my first book, the how to be a grown up or the second book, how to be a grown up, uh, because you know, you had to know how to get a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How does mommy and daddy get a lawyer? (laughs) So let's, let's flip this onto a more serious note. So for my next idea for a book is really dark, but I think it would be useful. And I've entitled it what to do when your parents are sick. I feel like when bad things happen to parents and they're unexpected, 
it's not that children can't handle it or children don't want to handle it. They just don't know how to handle it. And that feeling of unknown is a huge source of anxiety and other behavioral issues because you, you don't understand what's happening. You know, why is mommy not getting out of bed? Why is daddy throwing up? Why is, why can't I go play? Why is everybody sad around me? All these things. So I feel like kids like having tasks and like having goals and like having things to do, so to speak. So when something bad happens, no one, everybody wants to protect the kid, but then the kid doesn't know what to do. This is kind of like a what to do when someone you love is sick. So that's my idea. We are going highs and lows with these ideas. Like the, the spectrum of these ideas are wild. But Alex, why don't you give us your two cents on that idea? Why don't I give you a three cents? You know, a little extra tip there. So it's a good idea because it's good to deal with, like it helps kids deal with, I, I guess. I, I'm like, I'm very much on the fence with this right now. Because like you said, it helps kids that may be coping with parents that may have cancer or chronically ill, you know, and they can't do, you know, I could see if it was like, you know, why can't I play with my mom or dad? Because they're not feeling well, like almost like a how, how, why is this happening? And what you can you do? What can't you do? I could see that being very helpful. So I, I'm going to put this in the good ideas pile. Because I think it's, it is a good idea, but it's very, again, it's very specialized. It's very much for, you know, kids in certain situations. It may not be the one you're given to everybody. It's not like the parents have a cold in this situation. This feels like it's something where it's a little bit more long-term, you know, and maybe something they don't understand why it's happening kind of thing. It's not like mommy, daddy fell off a bridge and broke their leg. We're talking, you know, other stuff. It could have different chapters for different kind of situations. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. There's When mommy and daddy have a cold, that's different than when mommy and daddy have a flu, when mommy and daddy have stage four cancer, when, you know, mommy doesn't want to play because she has a migraine. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody wants to protect kids. Yeah, but yeah. the worst thing is, like, keeping kids in the dark. Because then there's the unknown. And then when bad things happen, they don't understand why they happen. And there's all this regret and stuff. And was it because I was being a bad kid? Was I being too noisy? And that's why mommy died. Like, we need to explain these things. Yeah. And in a way that isn't scary and gives the kids some kind of feeling that they can do something. I can totally see like mom laying in bed. Like, mom, can you come play with me? Go read chapter four. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping there was a chapter for like when mommy's asleep after Uncle Ronaldo comes over after daddy goes to work. That's in the Ideas After Dark version of this Uncle book. Ronaldo. I, oh. To be honest, I had, I had another idea that I scrapped, but it was going to be called Why Is Mommy Crying? <laughs> but I thought, and I thought that's... I thought that was a little much. <laughs> oh, man, that's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. So, so Ajax, what did you think about this? I'll, I'll put this in the ideas pile. Lanes are as good, like okay. just because I like if there's a parent not feeling well, I want to see them. I want to hear them go go. I can't talk right now. Chap, uh, it's that it's between chapters three and seven. It's one of those two. I can't you, figure out what it is, but you read about it and then. 
WebMD me. Okay, thanks. Mommy has cramps. Go visit chapter four, page 22. Go get me a hot bottle and some Midol. This is like a um, first Go make mommy situation. a Cosmo. <laughs> Go get baby mixology. Um, mommy has hysteria. Go find her wandering uterus. That's page, that's page 264. Where's your uterus? Where is it wandering? There, there's a, there's a book idea. Where's my uterus? No, my uterus is missing. No, Mrs. Uterus is missing. Oh, Mrs. Uterus. Ajax, why don't you give us your fourth idea? Okay, my fourth idea is pretty much just entitled "A Walk in the Woods." You said a walk in the wood. The woods. Okay, that's why I was like, one wood. No, the woods are the forest. Like you yeah. know, taking a, a walk, walk in, in the. Okay, I thought you said a forest. Walk. I thought you said a walk in the wood, and I'm like, just the singular wood, or like. No, the woods. Woods. Um, my with apologies. A, with plural. The forest. Plural wood. This Got could it. actually be in any type of um, biome. It does not have to be forest. We walk through the meadow. It could be a walk through all these things. But it's desert. basically walking through desert. It could be a walk through a oh. specific habitat a where you're encountering Death a walk into nature. It could exactly. be a series of books. And the, the series could be a walk through nature and then each different area. Where And, and where I want to focus on is just... I identification and looking at different species of trees different types of animals and identifying those and like what are what are the things that make it that creature be a plant animal fungi whatever a lot of times now i talk to people and a lot of them don't really know the difference between a maple and an oak and it's identification skills can be the difference between touching regular english ivy and poison ivy so there are a lot of these things that can be taught and a lot of the lessons that you can, you can teach these things through a story. So that's my fourth idea. I, I can't say many bad things about this idea. I, I think it's a good idea. As a child, I've run into many things in nature that I wasn't aware of that left me itchy. So being able to identify things in nature, that's always helpful, especially since I grew up in the city, but I had family in the sticks. So yeah, no, good idea. When you first started this idea, for some reason, I was thinking that uh, a walk in the woods is about what happens when mommy and daddy bring you to the woods and drive away. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I that mean, was that's, a, that that's was like the, the topic <laughs> that we'd be going into after <laughs> what happens. And that will need Kate's book of what happens when you're left in the woods. Why yeah. did they do it? <laughs> Why did they leave you in the woods? <laughs> How to survive in the woods. A yeah. child's a child's uh, guide guy. to survival. <laughs> Why do you need to survive in the woods? Why do they leave you here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you do yeah. when you're sad chapter 13 your parents have <laughs> left you on the side of the road how to build a fire yeah. <laughs> all right but in terms of your your actual book idea um i'm gonna put this in the ideas going towards bad not because it's not useful it's just because it's nerdy and nerds are for nerds are you falling asleep just thinking about it it's a plant it's green and that's about all i need to know thanks alex Hey, you're very welcome. 
I would have preferred you just talk about how to leave kids in the woods. That's all I'm saying. That's about, that's the other book. That's chapter yeah. 563. Yeah. Turn to that page. You're next. All right. All right. All right. I'll move on to my fifth idea. Which strange enough is very somewhat similar to Kate's last idea, actually. What to do in certain situations. Uh, but this one's a bit more specific. This is more about for when kids have parents that aren't getting along when parents are getting divorced. It's an unfortunate situation, but it's the reality of the world we live in. And sometimes it, it may help to go through some of the reasons why mommy and daddy are arguing all the time or why mommy or daddy, one of them might be moving out of the house. I personally, my parents had a situation when they were separated at one point, which I was too young to understand. They, I didn't really realize it. I was still too young. They, they are fine. They've been married, still married and married for years, but it is one of those things where that's the kind of thing that would really, you know, it might help out with coping with the situation. And ultimately what it's really about is, you know, helping kids one understand why mommy and daddy aren't getting along, but also to understand that it is probably their fault that they're fighting and might be like moving out. So uh, yeah, that's my idea. Maybe it can help you get to figure out who do you want to live with. Mm-hmm. Oh, so. oh, no, that's when they go to your book idea and they're living in the woods. <laughs> I like it how we've connected all of our book ideas. It is. It's very important. It's like one big story. <laughs> it is. I, I have changed the name of your book, uh, Alex, <laughs> to It's Your Fault We Fight. It's important the kids know about that. All right, so I'll pile first. I will put this in the good ideas pile because I feel like there's a lot of instances where this may happen. And, you know, parents may not stick together. And that's very commonplace and easy to do to separate nowadays. Like, it's cheap to do and it happens. So it's a good idea to have a book on it, especially if it's happening in your family. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't happen in your family, you can be prepared for it, especially before you get left in the woods. Very true. Very true. I'm going to put this, I can't believe I'm saying this, in the ideas pile, because, you know, parents do fight, there are divorces. The reason it's leaning towards the bad ideas pile, you're not giving any solutions to the problem. So it's the kid's fault, but then how does the kid make it better? None of that. You can't. Or like how to cope with it being your fault, like... It, you didn't ask to be born would have been helpful you know stuff like that but you're a, yeah you're a, ter- you're a terrible person yeah i am i know you can't believe you would say that about those poor innocent children all the children she did. I, w- I would never insinuate that never let's go to my fifth idea i want to redo country mouse city mouse or city mouse country mouse It was a story about two mice, like some mouse visits the other mouse in the city or the country. And it's about the differences between city life and country life. Um, Growing up, I was in a parochial elementary school. So basically just kids like me, same kind of economical status, working class kids, same race, same religious background. You know, I didn't have a lot of culture or a lot of diversity when I was in elementary school. Then I went to a public high school, and that's where I really got a 
a better global understanding of, you know, cultures and diversity and getting appreciation of that. I would like to see that more so in a kid's book. Like kids are very much focused on themselves. That's just how they develop. It's very much their own little bubble in their own little world. It would be nice to have them kind of see that there's not like this everywhere. You know, your household is not like everybody else's household. There are differences. There are changes. There are different experiences. Some of them aren't bad. Some of them aren't good. Some it's just different for different sakes. So I kind of want to revisit that with the country mouse, city mouse, and really get children a better understanding of the world and whole instead of just their small little bubble and their little community that they are in. So that's my idea number five. Is this sort of like like the American doll girl? Like the the different stories with the different American dolls. I don't know much about American dolls, so I don't know. But it goes into like different do. nationalities and stuff like that. Yeah. Like different yeah. practices. Not even and practices, cultures. just like not even like practices and cultures. Like um, you know, I grew up in like a twin in a residential area where my neighbors were right next to me. That's totally different than, you know, where other people lived, where there were single homes and your nearest neighbors a mile away. You know, I can walk to the corner store. I don't need to drive, you know, just normal little differences that I think a lot of like TV shows and a lot of more adult shows, you see those differences, but not so much with kids shows. So it would be nice to like have that, representation and and for this book would have that kind of representation so it's not like learning about all the different cultures but just learning about like this is what the city is like you know there's some parts of the city where everybody's together there's some part of the city where you have a yard then there's the country where people take the bus to school that's like a thing in europe they don't have yellow school buses so whenever they see our movies with the yellow school bus they just thought that was like a thing we did in movies that it didn't actually happen in real life, but yeah, we actually have yellow school buses. We do. Yeah. So for all of our, uh, our European listeners, yes. Yellow school buses exist. I always get stuck behind them going to work. So yeah, fun. But yeah, so that's my idea. Alex, why don't you give your rundown on my idea? Okay. So your diverse mouse book, I'm going to put this in the ideas pile. Cause I feel like when a kid's, doing this as a way of learning about diversity, he's going to think other kids are actually mice. So he's going to think, am I a mouse? And I don't know it. What is a mouse? Am I a country mouse? Because I take the school to the bus to work to school, but it's not a real bus and it's not the magic school bus either. So, uh, you know, I think a kid's going to get very confused, just like I'm getting confused with this. And I'm not even a kid, but I'm going to have to put this in the ideas pile because, you know, I'm not a mouse. I don't I understand that. I respect that decision. You're not a mouse. Yeah. You're a man. I will pile next. So I put this one actually ideas piling towards good just because I'm curious because if it is mouse size, I really enjoy it when everything's in the mouse point of view where everything is like big. Like the school bus is really big and they're hiding behind, they're like under the seats and going into people's lunches 
you know, riding inside backpacks and like that. That's, that's, I want everything to be mouse size and the mouse is in the big person world. And I think I would like to at least look at the pictures in that book. So I put that in the ideas pile leaning towards good. Thank you, Ajax. Mm -hmm. Why don't you do your fifth idea? So for my fifth idea, the book is entitled, Whose Scat Is That? And it's a book about animal poop because there's already lots of books about poop and there's a book called Everybody Poops, but they don't really get into the different, all the different kinds of poop that are out there. There's lots of poop to, to like learn about and also see and know what animal could be in your backyard. Is it tiny poops? Is it a long poop? It could be a fox. Could be a cat too. You don't know. But that's what little topics will be covered in the book. Whose scat is that? It's my last idea. Bye. For someone who does a lot of shit and talks a lot of shit, I like this book. So yeah, I'm gonna put it in the good ideas pile. I think that's useful information, especially if you're a child who has been abandoned on the side of the road from their parents <laughs> and you see bear scat, you know, whoa. I need to get out of here because it's not safe for me here. And I'm sad and I'm acknowledging that I'm feeling sad. <laughs> so I read my feel. It's okay to feel book. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good ideas. For my problem. Well, my first thought is this kind of idea is it's kind of shitty to be perfectly honest. <laughs> it is. It's very shitty. <laughs> um, but in terms of my pilings for it, I'm going to do ideas going towards bad. Of course. The it's not in the full bad ideas pile because there is an educational part that could be helpful to a degree, uh, but it still involves poop. And kids may not understand that poop has diseases, potentially. There are worms, there are parasites, there's all sorts of things. They might start smelling it, putting in their hands, you know, trying to sing weird songs with it. I usually just soak it with a stick. That, that could be too. And that's, that's still one possibility. Or again, that means there's, if it's warm, that means there's an animal nearby. If they're starting to inspect poop that's warm, then the bear comes out and eats them. Whose fault is that? It's the one who wrote the book. Good job, Ajax. Getting children killed. Yeah, way to go. Well, if it's the, killed by another kid, they can just read about, you know, how to body dispose disposal. of the body. Exactly. It so. always brings back to the body disposal. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of body disposal, Alex, why don't you give us your last idea? Cool. All right. So for my last idea, and I think it's the most important one, it's about teaching kids how to say, off my goddamn lawn, you with your little feet, in your boots and making a track in the mud <laughs> all over it. I'm just not having that shit. I literally want this book just to be a picture of my house with a no trespassing sign or like a pop-up of, you know, Clint Eastwood with a gun saying, stay off my lawn. That's all I want. That's it. That's all it is. That's the whole story. It can literally just be one page. That's it. I just want the kids to stay off my goddamn lawn. You know how long it takes me to get that thing taken care of? 10 minutes? Eh, like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> ajax what is your piling of alex my ideas? piling is that it there's very little story element to it i wanted a story of this this is just a sentence it's just getting off my lawn so for that i'm just gonna put in the ideas pile because i it's it's, it's an idea 
I'm going to put this in the ideas pile leaning towards good because it does teach kids a sense of like respecting boundaries and other people's property. So I think those are good lessons to learn. So get off my damn lawn mm-hmm. is, is probably a way to teach them that. Now, yeah. there's probably a better way of teaching them that, but nope. that's why it's an idea leaning towards good. And speaking of teaching people good ideas, we should probably thank our listeners. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again for the first episode of season three. Woo. Yes. Don't be afraid to tell your friends or your friends' friends or that friend that you kind of talk to, but you don't really talk to because they're kind of that, you know, you're not really they sure about them funny. yet. Yeah, they, they, yeah, a little bit. Little smell bit. like chicken noodles. Yeah, but you, it gives you a topic to talk about without avoiding that, you know, like that soup smell. You yeah. know, you know, what we can get, talk oh, about it from afar. Yeah, yeah. Or avoid that awkward silence so they don't start talking about their like photos of their cats or something. Yeah. But when you do talk to that friend, you can tell them you can find us at Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Anchor, Stitcher, wherever you can find podcasts. You should be able to find us. If you can't find us, please let us know at ideasalldaypodcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, we have a YouTube channel with playlists. And we're on Instagram at Ideas All Day Podcast. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode, you can let us know at Ideas All Day Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be a special guest, reach out to us and we'll see what we can do. But yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. 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 Read a book. Read a book. Reading leads to better reading. Book a read. Reading is fundamental. Readings for nerds. Read a book. Be a nerd. Bad idea. Nerd. Bye.